Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Big Three Row 2011 is one of the most infamous TNA pay-per-views ever for all of the wrong reasons. And do not forget, 10 years ago, having a main event of Sting versus Jeff Hardy, at least on paper, was super-duper exciting. But it was so bad, and it fell apart to such a degree, you should never, ever watch it. And if you don't know the story here, I will try and catch you up as quickly as I possibly can. Because in 2011, Jeff Hardy was dealing with some very serious personal issues, and he was struggling with some demons, and turned up to work in no state to perform. And I suppose if this had been the first time, it would have kind of been okay... But it was definitely not the first time. Because a couple of months earlier, he'd almost been stripped of the world title because he was clearly off his rocker. And when this did go down, it was a couple of days before he had to be in court due to drug charges. This isn't a man you put in a ring. This is somebody you try and get help for because he clearly needed it. TNA were well aware of this too because after Victory Road, not only did they send him home for a while, but they also said, uh, if you did buy the pay-per-view, we're going to give you six months free access to our tape library that you could access online. Now, let's be honest, they should have offered refunds for everybody, but the fact they offered anything to begin with, well, it just sums it up. Especially because if we do take the main event as the reason people are putting their hand in their pocket, well, you can figure it out. And also, if you don't know, this pay-per-view ended early because Sting and Jeff Hardy only went for two minutes and it was meant to go for 20. I think what really sent worries through the wrestling community is this the exact same reason why WWE had decided to let him go in the first place. And I completely understand why TNA would want Jeff Hardy, he was a huge star and everybody loved him. But a few people were like, I don't really think they've got his health as a priority. I totally see where they're coming from. It makes all of this a huge shame because there shouldn't be interest in a match because it's gone so awry. Why the hell TNA didn't send anybody else out there? I will never know. You could have sent a GOAT. I'm like, oh, the replacement with Jeff Hardy is a GOAT. I would have taken Sting versus the GOAT. For fighting fans in general, this was also around the same period where UFC bought Strikeforce. You know what happened after that. And over in WWE land, we were about to have WrestleMania 27. Very, very strange main event but they also had The Rock. But yeah, in front of just over 1,000 fans in the impact zone, it is TNA Victory Road 2011. Let's up those downs. I'm not sure we've done too many TNA shows here on Retro Ups and Downs, so I just want to say for a good old while there, it was a really great promotion. I mean, their only real problem was they didn't focus enough on homegrown stars because they decided instead to focus on Hulk Hogan. 
I mean, are you kidding me? They also did have a bit of WCW about them, which is thrown right into your face in the first match when it is Tommy Dreamer versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Or Bubba Ray, whatever the hell we're calling him, Bully Ray. You know, it's hard sometimes to get that out of your head. Because just as the match is about to start, someone goes, oh, we forgot to tell you. This is going to be a no DQ hardcore match. Somebody get the weapons. Why do it if you haven't promoted it? It is an absolute roller coaster too, because not only does Tommy Dreamer use a chair that a fan is holding, but then Bully Ray is crotching Tommy Dreamer onto the guardrail. Then there is a toy SpongeBob SquarePants, and that's being used as a weapon before, for no reason whatsoever. There is no justification, it just happens. Tommy Dreamer goes and gets a blow-up doll. And of course, Bully Ray then ends up in the 619 position, so he's giving it a blowjob or going down on it. Let's just use the right terms. Now my parents are gonna watch this and be utterly ashamed with me. But even with that, the reason this is so tough to watch is because of the shots to the head. My word, it's like they're trying to break each other's skulls. The finish is also pure Vince Russo because it's all swerve, swerve, swerve because out come Devon Sons, that Bully Ray had been feuding with at the time. And then from nowhere, Devon himself is in the ring. He helps Tommy Dreamer give a 3D to Bully and that allows Tom to win. I would have said it 10 years ago and I'll say it now. Nobody wanted to see Bully Ray and Devon feud. They were the quintessential tag team put them together and never think otherwise. And it's not boring, far from it. There was a lot of fun to be had here, but as soon as that swerve happened, I was like, oh man, I already know what I'm in for. And I was not wrong, down. The Knockouts tag team titles are on the line next, and you do have to give everybody props for the effort they put in. The fans, however, had decided they were gonna put no effort into this which did make it a little bit tough to watch. But it was Sarita and Rosita taking on Angelina Love and Winter. And the cool thing about watching it now is like, oh, it's that person who's now here and all they're in TNA, WWE. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. But honestly, it is so quiet in this auditorium. I was like, what's that ticking noise? It was my clock. It was my clock on the wall. I had a few seconds like, oh no, it's a bomb. And I realized, why would there be a bomb in my house? That doesn't make any sense. So I just moved on. I mean, it didn't help that they were following that first match, which was absolute carnage. Also, at one point, Sarita is about to jump off Rosita's shoulders and Winter just rolls out the way, but Sarita still jumps. It's like, what are you doing? This is like going up to a wall because you're so mad you're gonna headbutt it and you see a nail and you just go, eh, and you headbutt the nail and go, oh, I can't believe it happened. It really made me laugh. The finish does fall apart a little bit too because of timing issues. Rosita goes to get one of the tag team belts, so she's gonna smash it into Winter's head. And this is when Velvet Sky is meant to intervene and be like, oh, you're not going to do that. But it honestly takes her about three years to do it. So they just have the belt for ages going, oh, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. Honestly, you should probably watch this. It's not their fault. Sometimes things happen, but also sometimes things do happen. Happen, and they just tickle you. This somehow ends with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment with a surprise roll-up. But Winter goes to do it on Sarita, but then Rosita kind of helps out because she reverses the momentum. Honestly, this is so overbooked and just a little bit confusing. It's also two matches down, and there's just so much shenanigans. There is just so much shenanigans and it's too much. And that's why it's getting it down. You then get this story that I don't think anybody wanted. Cause you cut to these clips of Jeff and Karen Jarrett walking around this theme park with their kids. And don't forget Karen Jarrett used to be Karen Angle. And that was a little bit weird, especially because of what TNA went on to do with it. And I really don't know who this was for. Cause they keep falling out because Karen can't believe they've gone to Disney World. She's dressed like she wants to go to the ball. And even though Jeff is just so kind, 
from start to finish and it's being so nice to his kids going oh man let's go get some fast food not man did you enjoy those rides Karen is just ripping him a new one and I think I made to help Jeff Jarrett trust me I didn't he's dad of the year and it all ends with Karen's nice dress getting a bit wet and she's like oh man I can't stand it and that's it that's how it ends and it's not bad like it's fine <laughs> but it did feel a little bit like somebody had snuck their home holiday video footage into a pay-per-view and for some reason it was being aired. TNA man, I swear, sometimes TNA. Hernandez and Matt Morgan then got screwed in about 72,000 different ways. I mean, who came up with this down? And what I mean by that is that the stipulation here was that it was gonna be a first blood match, but that did mean they were gonna do some hard hitting moves and probably use some weapons. But given that we'd already seen that in the first match, well, straight away, they were fighting an uphill battle. To try and make it stand out, they get a little bit more visceral here and they're fighting over this stick and trying to jab it into people's eyes. But again, when you get rid of the kendo park and you just say stick, it sounds like they're trying to use a twig to win. And I really do feel like that sums it up. A planted fan also rushes the ring. So you're like, oh my gosh, how much of this crap are we going to do? And the reason we did do this is that the Matt Morgan could get a chain that Hernandez had brought to ringside and punch Hernandez right in the head. Now the referee didn't see any of this because he was like, oh, I'm so distracted. But yes, all of a sudden Hearn over here, he started to bleed. Now you're probably asking yourself, wait a minute, why did the referee need to be distracted in the first blood match because it's no DQ? And exactly, my friend, also the camera just zooms right into Hernandez. Hernandez head here so you can see him bleeding and of course this should have left to Hernandez losing but did it of course not because when Hernandez realizes this he freaks out get what I presume is a ketchup bottle I don't know he squirts it all over Matt Morgan at that point the referee turns around like some kind of buffoon and goes oh my god I can't believe it I can see some red stuff on you and he awards the bout to Hernandez. TNA may as well have got a big sign that said, <laughs> can you believe you bought this? I felt like a fool. And you know what I am. It took me a while to get over this. It truly, truly did. I felt like a Nimrod. The referee looked like a Nimrod. Hernandez, for some reason, had brought ketchup to the ring in what was meant to be a violent match. <laughs> this is utterly crap. Down. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thankfully, it was then an X Division title match. And really, when you go through TNA or Impact, you would be hard pushed to find a bad one of these. Oh. Plus, look who was in it. The X Division champion, Frankie Kazarian, now kicking ass in AEW. Robbie E, but also Generation Me, who in 2021 are better known as Matt and Nick Jackson, aka the Young Bucks. Now, do not get me started what TNA did with them. Talk about having some of the most talented dudes ever and flushing them down the toilet, but that is an argument we're not going to have here because it would take up the rest of the video. Because this is an Ultimate X match, you get the cables above the ring and straight away everyone is just trying to climb them and everyone is trying to do all these crazy moves. I mean, at one point, Frankie Kazarian hits a leg drop from up there onto Robbie E. It is a really good idea. It's a really good stipulation to the point I'm just going to be weird and give it a round of applause. It is one of the best things that TNA ever came up with. They are then doing all these daft moves that you can't help but be entertained by because they're just so well done. But we also had a little bit of story here because Max of Generation Me had just had his birthday. And as we learned, Jeremy, his brother, had decided, well, because it is your very special day, if you do get an opportunity to win, I'll let you. But come on now, this is wrestling. We always know as soon as you've made that deal, you're going to go break it. I mean, once again, it's full on TNA. It's like, oh man, that's just two splitting our tag teams up over and over again. And you should never do that with the Young Bucks for reasons that we have made abundantly clear. So, of course, towards the end of the thing, old Jezza goes, sorry, bro, I've changed my mind. And they start the voice. It ultimately leads to their undoing too because Frankie and Robbie see this and go, well, we're just going to take you out of the match, which they absolutely do, which basically brings us down to do. A ladder then gets introduced, which is a little bit dumb because you're like, why would you have cables and then allow a ladder? And at one point that was against the rules, but again, TNA and Kazarian gets the best of this. He's able to retain the title and he kills Robbie E in the process when he drops him from all the way up there. But honestly, if you are only going to watch one match from this show, watch this really, really fast. Speaking of Tag Team 2, Beer Money was then out. And it is really weird to see Bobby Roode in this kind of a guise because for the last four years, WWE hasn't really known what to do with him. And then once again, you see him here and you think, my word, they really did drop the ball. James Storm was also the perfect partner for him. And when you are talking about TNA homegrown stars, these two are just absolutely wonderful. They are the defending tag team champions as well. And they're defending their titles against Shannon Moore and Jesse Neal who were known as Ink Ink. Because yes, they had a lot of tattoos, so Ink, but they were a pairing, so Ink, which stands for Incorporated. That's right, it's a stupid name. They also look identical, which is kind of weird, and they have some of the most nuts haircuts you've ever seen in your life. Neil's especially, I'm pretty sure if I was doing some DIY and I needed to cut some wood, I could just grab him and start going like this and he would be a handy dandy tool. There's also struggles because of the craziness of the last match. Everyone's a bit like, well, you're not doing anything on ropes or ladders here, so I'm not going to pop that much. And also at the time, this was kind of babyface team versus babyface team. And that is always really hard to pull off. Well, that said, towards the end, Shannon Moore decided he wasn't going to be that nice because he had wore a chain to the ring and decided well, why don't I get that chain and try and thwomp someone with it? And once again, your first reaction is going to be, didn't Matt Morgan use a chain earlier? And the answer is yes, just grit your teeth. The thing is, James Storm saw this, so he super kicked Neil. He then gave the backstabber two more, which brought Babby Roode back into the ring, and they gave him the DWI, and they beat him. That was it. One, two, three. There was a point to all of this because TNA had decided to plant some seeds because afterwards, Jesse's all like, oh man, I had such a good match. Thanks so much. I look up to you. You're like my heroes. When Shannon Moore went and got one of their beers, 
and just spat it right in their face. So he's disgusting. And this put Jesse Neal in a very compromising position. because, like, man, do I want to go to the light side or do I want to go to the dark side? And if you want to know how this story ended, TNA just dropped it. And after a few months, Shannon was back to being good. Still, this was fine. This was solid. Up. It was then Matt Hardy versus AJ Styles. And obviously this was long before broken Matt Hardy arrived on the scene. But seeing somebody so synonymous with WWE take on someone that was so synonymous with TNA still pleased me even a decade later, which is why before we even get into it, I'm giving it up. This is also when Styles was on full on, man, I'm going to show the world how good I am mode. Because not only is he doing a moonsault off the apron around about eight seconds, but when Matt Hardy goes to whip him into the guardrail, AJ Styles slides underneath it as if he's a baseball player and he pops up on the other side. I watched it 82 times, an exaggeration, but on each time I was just like, man, I don't get how he does it. There's a reason that Styles had a reputation for being one of the best, but of course, once again, it's TNA in 2011 and you have to have shenanigans. Because Ric Flair was the manager of Matt Hardy here after screwing over AJ Styles, so as soon as he seems a phenomenal one, he just starts chopping the shit out of him. He also hits Styles right in the balls and then goes woo, because that's just what he does, you know, it's the Ric Flair deal. And this allows Matt Hardy to bust out a bunch of moves, the best one being when Styles goes to the Styles Clash and Matthew turns it into a powerbomb. Wonderful. TNA, as already mentioned though, was suffering from mad WCW syndrome in 2011 though. So even though AJ Styles has the damn thing won after a springboard reverse DDT, Ric Flair just gets in there and distracts the referee. And look, it was just too much. Every single one of these matches has destruction and interference. And look, it makes my body go all limp. I'm like, why couldn't you just have AJ Styles win? Why wouldn't you have AJ Styles win? He's like the best new talent that you've got. Push him to the moon. It's even more confusing because he does win. He gets the victory. So I understand what we were doing. But he does kick Ric Flair in the head to teach him a lesson. He then hits that spiral tap top rope maneuver he used to do, which is still damn cool. I'd like to see it just one more time before he does retire. And there's yet more nonsense at the end because El Hebner kind of gets in the way of Ric Flair to stop him making yet more interference. Why wouldn't you just turn to him and go, go to the back, you crazy old man? But look, the point was this. AJ Styles did win. But flub me is it hard work to get there. I was then kind of pumped for what followed because it was Mr. Anderson, also known as Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy taking on Rob Van Dam. And look, yes, I get it. It's proper. <laughs> Here's the old WWE guys. But they were still WWE guys that knew what they were doing. So I wanted to see what they were going to do. More for me. RVD was still doing all of his nuts move in 2011, including that spinning leg drop thing when he has someone draped over the guardrail. But clearly Mr. Anderson had been watching every single Rob Van Dam match since the start of time. So he got out the way. Rob goes right into the steel, and that means his leg is easy picking. So Anderson goes and picks it. I mean, at one point, I'm pretty sure he was just trying to remove it from Van Dam's body. He's like, I'm going to have it come off. But of course, that didn't happen because science. When all of a sudden, from nowhere, RVD gives him this crazy cross body, and over the top rope, they go to the floor. This really pisses Anderson off, though. So he hits a mic check on the ramp. So you're all like, okay, cool. Now he's going to get back into the ring, and then Rob Van Dam will get back into the ring at 9.999. And then we'll see who wins the damn match. 
once again. This is just TNWCW. Because even though Anderson is in control, by the time he gets to the apron, it's like a magic genie just goes for Powell and takes his knees away from him because he collapses and the referee counts them both out. And the fans are so mad at this, they start chanting, give him more time, give him more time. And somebody from TNA should have gone, you know what, we've got a dreadful main event, we should give him more time, but they don't and everybody boos. So this is not as good as it should have been and it just screams somebody going, well, Mr. Anderson and RVD would be a really good match, but we don't know who we want to win. We don't know who we want to lose. Down. Compared to what was about to happen though, man, give me that any time of the week. Because it is Sting taking on Jeff Hardy for the world championship. And if you've seen it, you know what a disaster this is. And we documented earlier what did happen, but when you actually see it in front of your eyes, it is baffling how anybody could allow Jeff Hardy go out there to wrestle. Because do not forget either, when we get to the end of this thing, it's essentially a real fight. Sting holds Jeff Hardy down to the mat against his wheel because he doesn't want any part of this. If Jeff Hardy tried to do any kind of move to the Stinger, somebody could have got seriously hurt. They had to stall for time too because they were like, oh man, there's loads of time left in the pay-per-view. So Eric Bischoff comes out here and he was all like, oh man, it's going to be a no DQ match and Jeff Hardy, you're my friend and Sting, you're my friend. But what he's actually doing, and you can see this as well, is he's walking up to people putting the microphone away from the fact that he can't be heard and whispering to them, Jeff, you're going to lose really quickly. And he goes over to Sting and says, Sting, you better win this really quickly. This should not be happening on pay-per-view. We then get Hardy pretending he's going to throw his t-shirt into the crowd for around about 110 years. Like I died and I came back to life. And eventually Sting is like, I'm pissed off. I can't handle this anymore. So he does hit the reverse DDT or the death lock and he just pins him. And he walks around going, I know, I know, because everybody in the crowd is chanting bullshit. I mean, it's awful to watch. It's just awful, especially because afterwards, Jeff Hardy's all mad because he thinks he's been screwed because he has no idea what's going on. He's on a different planet. I didn't enjoy watching this. I didn't enjoy watching this at all. Just to really draw a line under it too, because the TNA audience by this stage had been swerved so many times, they just thought it was another swerve. And they thought something was gonna happen. They had no idea what was going on in front of their seeing devices. So bad, so bad, Jeff's Hardy should have been told in no uncertain terms that he has to take his ass home. Meaning this doesn't just get a down. I mean, come on, right? Brown down. And for some extra context, here are Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer ratings. You know the deal. Dreamer versus Bubba, half a star. The women's tag team match, done. Hernandez versus Morgan, done. Ultimate X, two and a half stars. Being a little harsh there, Dave. Beer Money versus Inkink, two and three quarter stars. Stars versus Hardy, three and a quarter stars. Anderson versus RVD got a quarter star. And the main event, which surely should have got nothing, because it was nothing, whipped out. Minus one star. And there it is, Victory Road 2011, which people still talk about today. And obviously overall it gets it down. All the other matches are just silly and the main event will make you sad deep down in your tum tum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.